Hello and welcome to The Testing Peers, the first one of the new year in 2023. No. <laughs> Let's start again. Let's start, David. Well done. <laughs> Keep that in. We're waiting a whole year to release this, are we? Okay. Um, okay. Welcome to The Testing Peers. Today, we are talking about motivation, what motivates us positively and possibly negatively in our lives and our working environments. Today, we have all four of the testing peers. So we have Simon. Hello. We have Chris. Hey. We have Russell. Hello. And myself, David. Before we get on to the banter and the main part of the podcast, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Ben from Saffron QA. Saffron QA are specialists in testing recruitment, and they provide a range of bespoke recruitment services for organisations across the UK. For further details about Saffron QA, please visit the show notes or visit saffronqa.co.uk. So before we get on to the main part of the podcast, we have our normal banter, and today is going to be Simon the topic. Thank you, David. Well, I was thinking about motivation. And the first thing that always comes to mind when I think of motivation is the song by Sum 41, Motivation. But I'm not going to go down that route. I was going to go more generally on motivation and really just what is it that gets you out of bed every day? What is it that motivates you? Russell? My dogs need to go for a walk and go to the <laughs> toilet. So the fact that it won't make a mess on the floor, <laughs> that's my main motivation to get up. And wanting to be on time for work, I guess, is the other one. Not that exciting. It's more of a duty than actually, uh, yes, I really want to do this kind of thing. I'm afraid so, yeah. I could put it and twist it and say it's the idea that I can spend money on my car by earning money that kind of motivates me to go to work. Yeah, there we go. That was the answer I was looking for. Reward. (laughs) David? I was trying to think what actually motivates me. I enjoy just the fact that I can be busy on things. You know, it doesn't necessarily need to be for particular work, but actually getting up and doing stuff. And that can start with a cup of tea, doing whatever. Just the fact that I can start living my best life in that particular day and that moment. Very good. Chris? The the physical need of getting out of the bed is normally because my two boys come into my bed about six and generally (laughs) there's not very much room. But but, I mean, I, I like having stuff to do. If that means getting up and getting my coffee made and having a drink at this time of year, which we're recording in December, listeners, I get an advent calendar because I'm still a big kid. So there's the joy of getting a chocolate every morning. But I guess it's having stuff to do, just like David said, like I, I enjoy getting up and having work to do and having things to get stuck into straight away. I, I don't count down the hours till I can finish my work. I like to do stuff and I still draw a line between getting work done and doing other stuff with my family but I like having things to do I'm not very good in quiet moments be that with the real audio stuff or or just having nothing to do apart from when my body tells me I absolutely have to at which point I'll just sit and be completely desensitized for a while which does happen sometimes yeah I think I'm I'm much like you all of you really is that desire to do something you know other than as you say dogs kids waking you up in the morning anyway my eldest just shouts daddy from his bedroom which we which we hear over the monitor and here and through the door and whatever as well that's using my wake-up call about six o'clock he usually wants to come straight downstairs for breakfast at that point but yeah it's that getting up and trying to have a purpose with the day whether it be work related or or otherwise i like keeping busy but i also have that overall motivation that i'm providing the the best life i can for my family by by doing what i do well i think we're all obviously very motivated people but do we want to sort of talk more about motivation in the workplace and what it means to be motivated? So where should we start? I was going to say, like, for me, a lot of things to do with motivation are to do with 
enjoying what I am doing and feeling like there is a purpose to it. Being busy for the sake of being busy doesn't motivate me. Just doing the same things metronomically doesn't really interest me. But if what I'm doing is something that I enjoy and I feel like it's making a difference, then I am motivated. I would say a similar thing, actually. It's variety, which is why I enjoy the job that I do. And the different challenges that come out, especially being a test manager, the different challenges that you get. But actually, even in test, no day is the same, really, in test. You can always find different issues and things like that. And so I think feeling that or having that change every day is is a good motivator. Yeah, I would agree. As you say, every day is different. I also really enjoy working with the team I have at the moment. Every day is an enjoyment as far as coming to work, seeing what new ideas they're coming up with, seeing how we can move things forward, seeing what issues we found and how we've resolved them and having that overall drive to to make things better. That's definitely a driver for me. But I think, yeah, as you say, motivation does come from enjoying what you do. I would also echo the fact that having a good group of people can be a very good motivator. I know it can be a mm. negative motivator as well. It can, be absolutely. But at my moment in my life at the moment, I am surrounded by a really good group of testers and I learn something from them every day. They come with interesting ideas. I'm empowered to encourage those ideas and to self-fulfilling motivation on both sides. So they motivate me and I, they, I can then you know reciprocate that and motivate them back. I think it's interesting. None of us went for a carrot and a stick type approach for what motivates us or drives us. So uh, no one went not getting told off is our motivation. It was very much more intrinsic motivation sort of things versus that it was a reward. So there's a lot, I think. A lot of that comes back to where, um, when we talked about that with performance and goal setting. You talked about something there, which is about drive, isn't it? There's a, a book by Dan Pink called Drive. He puts forward sort of a different way of thinking about motivation. Um, I don't think it's him alone. I think there's others and obviously lots of surveys and things around it, but it's talking about moving away from that traditional, just a bonus or something else like that as a reward to get things done. It talks about much more the intrinsic things that people, intrinsic, extrinsic, I can never get those two the right way around. But I've kind of, I think you talked about there, it's becoming masters, you know, building on your skills, growing as an individual, giving yourself that sort of thing. It also talks about sort of purpose. You know, you have a goal, you have a, a direction that you want to go in, the path. And obviously then the, it's the autonomy, certainly as leaders, I think we probably all feel we do often have to kind of help set and trust um, and build that ownership to develop, to, to lead in the direction that we want to do in. And if you combine those with, I think what David talked about there, which is, you know, um, working together in a team, collaborating, then that's how you foster those sort of environments that makes those autonomy, mastery and purpose work together. But yeah, it is a lot more complicated than that, really, I guess. But it's an interesting book and certainly interesting to look into drive if you want to. Sounds good. The other thing I was going to say is that also being group lead, then you need to recognise what motivates each particular person. That, Like you say, Russell, you know, some people are very motivated by money or power or influence and things like that. So therefore making sure that their path enables them to be influenced in that particular way. There's definitely more than one way to motivate people and we're all motivated by different things. And I think this is our, our classic tester. It depends on the context kind of kind of thing. And, and the thing is, it's not even the one thing that motivates me today might not be the thing that motivates me like next month or, or, or the year after. Like thing, Things change, our perspectives change, our needs change and, and, and things that make us happy and things that we enjoy doing may, will, will change as well. 
And that's both exciting and infuriating at the same time. Yeah, the motivation to kind of every day at work is very different. The motivation needs to get a job, for example. You know, you're motivated then by different needs, different reasoning. In understanding those needs, those reasonings, I think, as you said, helps figure out the person and the way to motivate them. Sometimes it is career progression, for example. Sometimes it is, I need to earn this much money in order to buy my dream house uh, and so on. And understanding that helps you work with these people to kind of build the right paths for them. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's definitely not good to assume that everyone's motivated by the same thing. And that is something to to learn from your about your team is what is it that motivates them from the small things to the to the major things, you know, a coffee, knowing what coffee they like when you go for a coffee break. So you can bring one to them just so that can be a positive perk that can motivate them to then be part of a conversation or, or part of a bigger bigger discussion or, or what have you. So, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's looking at the different approaches. I still find that the financial motivation is one that people tend to shy away from admitting because they don't want to be seen all about the money. I, I, I confess myself sometimes as well that it's something that drives me to make a better life for my family, that I need to earn more money. But it's not something that people openly share in in a, in a work context all the time. It's, it's the one that they'll they'll moan about the lack of bonus, they'll moan about the lack of pay rises, but they won't actually explicitly say, you know, that is my motivation. They'll find other ways of, of putting it out there. Money, money is a big deal. Uh, and I think we all need enough money to live and be happy. It, it's a privilege if you like to not have to worry about it. If you can afford to take a pay cut to go and take a job that gives you the be- that better work-life balance. But at the same point, I've worked in jobs where I've earned more money at times. And my work-life balance was much worse because I, I felt obliged to spend more time working and have my emails checked at all hours. Or maybe I was traveling further for, for more meetings and things. And so I wasn't seeing my kids to put them to bed. And it's both a privilege, but also it's something that pulls you back. And sometimes, actually, if I can't even get out of bed in the morning, if I don't have that motivation, if I start to feel like I don't care, then probably I need to take that step back. And, and yeah, m- money, money is definitely always on the cards when I'm talking about work, but it can't just be all about the money because if I don't have that motivation to actually do the job well, that's beyond that financial reward, then I think I might actually hate myself a little bit, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that you picked on a good point there, actually, the, the sort of work-life balance. I think that the sort of motivation now, especially post-COVID times or in this particular sort of change of work environment. Third wave. Third wave <laughs> or fourth wave, I mean. Whichever uh, wave it is, yeah. But... <laughs> The, the point is that you know with people working from home people have been are looking now for more flexibility that they don't have to go into the office every day and actually their their motivation has changed in that respect of i need good offices i need to have good space no they they need to have a better working environment or or space to enable them to to work better and more you're right there's definitely that that thing now where people will you know, want that flexibility to be able to take the dog for a walk at any point during the day rather than having to do it before they start work or end work or go to the gym at three o'clock in the afternoon because that's when they've got a lot of meetings and they're at home so they can just pop around the corner to the gym. And and that's definitely conversations that I'm now having as a, as a manager with my team is I want to be able to do this. I, w- I will still work my hours, but my hours will be more flexible now that I don't have to come to an office. So yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's It's definitely a motivation for some people now that they want that additional flexibility it's interesting though because in doing some interviews and things with people i've actually come across people that 
my own biases came into it, that actually want to be in an office. They actually would rather be working in an office. And this pandemic has made me think, oh, yeah, working, everyone's going to work from home now. But it's not. Uh, some people want that interaction, that personal, they can't function in isolation. And I guess there is still a place for that. We've got to kind of make sure that we do it because again, I don't think it would work for them if they were the only one there. So we do need to kind of enable and help. I I would agree. And I think my motivation changes day to day. And actually I get very excited about going to the office on the day, the one day a week that we're we're meant to be going in. That's, that's a real motivator on that day that I'm getting to see people face to face. I'm getting to work away from home for a day. So I think you, that flexibility where you get a bit of both does seem to motivate people in a, in a more positive way. It's, it's an interesting thing, though, isn't it? Because a lot of people talk about how junior engineers, new people into the, into the environment are, are going to experience something really different to how we did when we, we started off working in an office and we had that whole thing. And then we've transitioned into being relatively comfortable working from home. A lot of people don't obviously have a space that they can dedicate to working from comfortably the whole time, but also they will miss out on things that we did. There was a lot of serendipity involved in being in an office and picking up various things and, and learning from people who, who otherwise are quite happy to actually exist in their silo and not have to deal with other people. And the, my, my concern is that we can all look after ourselves working from home in our happy little space and turn up at the office whenever we fancy. Cause again, we're very privileged, but we do need to cater for, if we do have these people that need those things, we do need to check that people have got everything that they need. And I think there's an obligation on companies. It's been in the news recently that with a lot of people being told to work from home again, that companies aren't doing enough for those people working from home. They're still putting too much on the employees to ensure that they've got a safe working space where they can keep data secure and that they can, they can do all of these different things. It's, it's not easy. I know that post pandemic, if there ever is one that, I'm still planning on working from home, but I'm going to try with people to get to meet them whenever I can. And maybe that will be more social, more meetups, more, more conferences and stuff. But it's not like we're all going to be 100% remote forever, hopefully. It's difficult and we do need to ensure that we establish the context for the different people and meet their needs as well as ours. It comes back down to the working from home thing to autonomy, allowing people the kind of ability to decide their, where they work best how they work best and providing, to Chris's point, the ability to do so, not just say, well, you can work from your own desk, but actually helping them make a good office, things like that. But yeah, it goes back just to those sort of, I guess, points about what fundamentally motivates us. Having that choice is one of them. We've been talking a lot about positive motivation, but there are some negative motivations, I think, from the working from home and generally. And I'd like to pick on one is, is sort of online meetings. I don't particularly... You know, when I was in the office, I enjoyed going to meetings because you'd have a bit banter before you had context of going to the meetings. But online meeting, sitting in the same environment that we have been for a year, seeing the same faces in their their environment. You know, sometimes it's exciting because someone is actually in the office and and adds an extra perspective to it. But so often in this lockdown and this pandemic is that things have been the same. Actually, meetings have lost some of the motivation that I enjoy about meetings because of that monotony uh, and lack of context within those particular meetings. I think you're right. I'd agree, and it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one because it's um, we're sat here now having a meeting, virtual meeting, in the same place that we have all our daily meetings, but it's a different motivation almost because we're we're doing something 
fun in quotes but yeah you're right absolutely it can be a drain when you realize you're gonna be sat at your desk for eight hours of the day literally clicking from one team's meeting to the next yeah absolutely a complete complete drain i think the other the big negative motivation for me and we touched on it at the very beginning is around people and around the working environment i think we've all mentioned this before and different episodes where we've talked about the toxic environments that we may have worked in before and that can be a real detractor from from wanting to work wanting to be in the office wanting to do do good by completing work etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah I, that that for me is the other big one alongside the remote aspects simon i know you mentioned it in in the uh, intro but actually the words from that song by sum 41 are actually really apt and i wanted just to read them to you sorry for bringing you back to chris's story corner but i think <laughs> they are actually really important because it talks about motivation in a negative connotation not the whole so song says, no chris not the whole song. It, chris, I'm not even, i, I won't it. even sing it no so it says what's the point of never knowing at all when every step i take is always too small maybe it's something i can't admit but lately i feel like i don't give a rude word motivation <laughs> such an aggravation accusation don't know how to take them inspiration getting hard to fake it concentration never hard to break it situation never what you want it to be what's the point of never making mistakes self-indulgence such a hard habit to break it's all just a waste of time in the end don't care so why should i even pretend get you some help chris i need it some poignant words are you right you're right some very poignant words it's a bit of a segue people uh as as simon was talking about before um, some 41 came along people do motivate us and they do ruin our motivations to your point. Like they say that most people leave a company because of the manager. They don't leave it because of the job. It's bad managers encourage people to leave. That's ultimately why they don't feel supported. They don't feel listened to. They don't enjoy the job, but the listened to and supported one is almost certainly the thing that drives a lot of people away. Opportunities does too. And don't get me wrong. Um, I've left for an opportunity before, but I've also left for bad managers. But as you said, you can people impact heavily how you can motivate yourself. Do you want to work with these people? Do you want to work before your manager? Because ultimately they are leading. I think that's a, that's a really good point that leaders can be demotivating, but also I think that also the environment, people are quite happy sometimes to be in their environment and, and quite stable environment. So as soon as things again, not get knocked out of kilter, this can have a negative effect. And that can be a demotivator and often after a big reorganization or personnel change where people come in you need that sort of time for the dust to settle just to see and actually I think that the manager's role in that particular thing is to steady the ship so just to reaffirm that everything is exactly as it was there are times when revolution is needed but actually after a time of revolution it's then consolidation and reassurance that things the main crux of things can still continue and, and they still have a job and they can still continue in a similar vein to before, even if it's It does depend on the character of the people though sometimes, doesn't it? Because sometimes you can say to people, everything's the same and they're just going, I can see, I'm cynical. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a tester. I'm <laughs> critically approaching all of these things. I've been told nothing's going to change. This is going to happen. Well, guess what? Everything changed and a lot of it was in my head because dealing with those sorts of things sometimes is is very, very difficult. And it can sometimes be the slightest of things, like we talked about people, but it could be a shift in hours or the there's the work we're working on or the tools that we're working with. If there's any little things, those things can can grate on you and they can they can act as demotivators. Imagine 
uh, you've got a tool and, and the way that we do use it is a, is a really weird way and and it's infuriating we might actively avoid using that because we're not motivated to use it in fact we're motivated to avoid that thing now um or we're we're, we're demotivated to work with a certain team because of the way that culture is you know maybe the person that runs that meeting doesn't run it well or you don't feel like there's a lot of these things and sometimes we're not empowered to sort of challenge and change those things or we've tried and we failed and that can be really hard when you're met with a roadblock or that when change happens and you're not a part of it it's it, being included with things but also heard is important so i guess my next question then is what can we do to I don't know, change motivation, not change motivation, but how, how do we, how do we motivate people? How do we, we get the best out of them? How do we make them, to, uh, help them get to the point where they are excited about being in the office or excited about working on particular things? What would be your, your tips? You can't always motivate people to be excited about no, 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 yeah, a place yeah, yeah. or a thing. It's, of it's, it's finding out drivers, how people really, what are they trying to achieve and those things and some some people really don't want somebody to do anything for them some people do just want to turn up get the job done and go and it's spending time understanding people listening to them listening to what they want and what they need and articulating in a really respectful way what you want and what you need and having that sort of open respectful space with your team is the best way to do it and motivation looks different to everybody like we said and and maybe what i want to get out of you isn't what you want and no matter what i do no matter how many times i say things or try things it ain't going to work and that could be demotivated to me but at the same point the relationship with the people is the most important thing that relationship ultimately is the key i think to motivation all around shared i would also say that actually it's it's not just the sort of work environments is also getting to know them personally as well and what drives them a bit like what Simon said about you know finding out about their coffee they are more than just work people they are they are personalities and it's in order to motivate people find out what they find enjoyable in life and have discussions about that Russell and his car Simon and his dogs Chris and his kids I think, yeah I think as leaders you need to make sure that you're not doing things to detract from the motivation as well. So this is the thing about, you know, commit. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Try and exceed expectations. I think we've all had gifts occasionally or something like that where someone's gone when we weren't expecting. It meant a lot more to us. It made us much more positively inclined to that person, company or whatever to think of them in a positive light. It kind of goes to customer service to a degree. You know, you don't just want to meet expectations but exceed it. Someone calls in with a problem, sending them a card out and things like that. I think one of our Slack channels, you know, someone got a note in the post just saying, hope you're okay, blah, blah, blah. It's doing things like that make you want to be part of things, make you sort of, they go to the inner motivation factors. They're not reward. They don't make you money, but they kind of make you feel part of something. And I think as, as leaders, if we can kind of spot those opportunities to kind of do things, and it could be the sort of corporate reward systems that we have, using them sensibly. It could be a note at Christmas. I'm not really a Christmas card guy, but I could see how it would be beneficial to send cards to different people in my team to say, Merry Christmas. I've actually just spoken to them all instead, but that's me doing those little things. I think that needs to come from the right place. It isn't just a rubber stamp, I need to send this card out because that's what I do. And we've meant, again, we've mentioned it on previous episodes, yep. that it needs to come from the correct place. It, they have to be genuine. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I, that's something I've been toying with 
this, this Christmas uh, was actually, uh, do I need to send my team all messages of some kind, a card, et cetera, et cetera. And actually I didn't, but I'm, I'm doing a meeting this afternoon to talk through, you know, happy Christmas kind of thing um, and talk about successes for the year. And that's my way of thanking everyone for, for doing it. So it's finding the right way to motivate them, but also mm. not breaking your back in doing it as well. You know, when you've got lots of people in your team to try and say thank you to. Yeah, it, it's a difficult one, but it's it's equally trying to find the right ways of motivating them. I found a cool quote from uh, a talk that Selena Delessi did earlier this year on a, um, a Agile Deep Dive thing um, that Eurostar did. It said, when you like the work that you're doing and the people you work with, you'll find it more enjoyable. Self-created teams and projects just succeed better together. It's kind of that succeeding together as a team thing. I thought it's kind of a cool quote. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Thank you very much for joining us in this episode of The Testing Peers. It's been delightful to speak to you about motivation, drive. We look forward to you listening again. Uh, please feel free to reach out to us on one of our many channels. You can reach us on LinkedIn, Twitter, email, contact us at testingpeers.com. Uh, our website, you can leave comments on the posts we put up there. I'm sure we're on link, uh, We're in Instagram, we're on Patreon, and I'm almost certain I've missed a few areas that we've got. So do give us feedback. Uh, we appreciate any of that you've got. Thank you once again for being uh, listening to us and putting up with us. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, thank you. For now, it's goodbye from the testing peers. Goodbye. goodbye.